Hey, are you here? Oh, yes, you are. And this is the Paul Leslie Hour, a place where you are most welcome. Promise. You know, there are some recorded interviews from way, way, way back in Paul's broadcasting life that went on the radio and then next week were tucked away in a vault, never to be heard again. Well, such is the specimen you're about to hear. The special guest is Jen Chapin, a really wonderful, lovely, talented musician, singer, songwriter. She was performing at the famed music venue Smith's Old Bar in Atlanta. And before the concert, she sat down with Paul right out on the street for this interview. Now, Paul was a bit green here, <laughs> a bit awkward, but Jen, of course, was the consummate professional. When Paul thinks about the early guests who were so very nice to him, Jen Chapin comes to mind. You know, this show's been on for 18 years, almost 19. Almost. Well, we've got a lot of interviews like this that we want to make available to more people on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, Apple, and so on. And you can be a patron of the spoken word and supporter of independent media. Simply visit www.thepaulleslie.com slash support. And we thank you. Now, let's hear what went down on the street in Atlanta. Here is the Jen Chapin interview. Aloha to Jen Chapin. She's been kind enough to grant us an interview. Hello there. Hello there. Do you say aloha to all your guests? It means hello, goodbye, I love you, whatever you want it to mean. It's a great word. So I've read that your music has been described as urban folk. What would you say a Jen Chapin song is? Oh, well, I mean, I like that term urban folk because even, well, partly because it's sort of ambiguous. It leaves, it leaves some of things open to interpretation. And I think that's a lot of what I try and have in my music, that it can reach different people in different ways. Um, I, uh, always write, you know, music as lyrics that are personal to me, but that might sort of resonate in larger issues beyond my own personal life. Um, I always, you know, I'm really grounded in a sense of rhythmic tension, and for me, that's sort of the urban part. That there's this, uh, there's this uh, groove, there's this uh, propulsion, there's this intensity. Um, even if it's like a slow ballad, you know, I always hope to have that kind of uh, rhythmic underpinning. And and the folk part for me is sort of meaning, meaning in lyrics, um, meaning in ideas, and um, going beyond just cliches. That's always a goal of mine. So, for someone that is not familiar with Jen Chapin music, what can someone expect when they go and see a Jen Chapin show? Well, I always want people to be able to recognize the contributions of the musicians aside from myself. Um, naturally, people always pay attention to the singer, and um, in this case, also the, the songwriter and the composer of the songs, but... Um, I, I feel like my music has, it's so much been built on the contributions of this wonderful community of players that I've uh, been fortunate enough to meet up with in New York City. So 
I always uh, hope that people can can really focus on you know what's going on with the Rhodes piano, what what the drummer's doing, um, what the bass and what the guitar are doing. Um, Jamie Fox, who plays guitar with me, I mean he's fe- featured a number of times as a soloist in his show, and he's an incredible soloist as well as being a supportive player in his comping in the songs. So. Um, that's always part of it. We always try and make the songs uh, a little different every time. You know, there's always room for a, a little bit of uh, interpretation, improvisation, spontaneity. Um, there's uh, a jazz underpinning uh, as far as all our perspectives and, and that uh, sense of of interacting with each other. We're not all in some little box just playing our parts, but we're all listening to each other and engaging with each other and responding musically to each other's ideas. Yes. And you have a new album out, and you mentioned jazz, and I noticed there was a lot of jazz feel to it, and it's called Linger. Tell us a little bit about this new national debut. Uh, well, the word debut is kind of loaded because a lot of people tease me for that. They say debut. Well, I know you've put out other records in the past, and which is true. I've, on on an independent level, just on my own dime, been putting out um, a few CDs over the years. I put out a live album, but you know, just printed up a thousand copies, selling it at shows and on the internet. And then two years ago, put out a record called Open Wide, which is. Um, which was a duo album of just acoustic bass and voice and uh, really intimate, really stripped down and a great portrait of the essence of the songs. Um, so Linger really feels like a debut in a lot of ways because it's the first one that has been nationally distributed, that I have the support of a great little record label called Hybrid Recordings. Um, and it's also the first time that I've been able to assemble a band that really represents um, the integrity of what I want the songs to be. And uh, it's, it's uh, you know, as, as I said about the, the live recordings, I mean, the live performance, um, there's a lot of valuable uh, input from the musicians, and there's a lot of spotlights put on the musicians. I mean, my voice is front and center, but um, we have some, uh, you know, interesting little uh, nooks and crannies that the different players and the different sounds uh, are featured in. When I say the Jen Shapen band, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, well, it's funny. You're asking me now when I'm on tour. So I think of, uh, you know, being in the van <laughs> and making, making bad jokes, um, being, uh, really all wrapped up together. I mean, that's such an interesting part of being a touring musician, especially on the level I'm at where you're not yet insulated with some big touring van and some big support operation. It's just the five of us out here. So we're all in this together. Um, we're all, uh, you know, staying at the super and uh, and looking at the MapQuest directions to get from place to place and trying to find you know good food that's not fast food and and uh, it's it's a it's a unit you know it, it's a partnership and um, we we have to focus hard on on having fun and bringing the energy to the music you have to, sometimes after a long day of traveling uh, today was was relatively easy we only had four hours from uh, Nashville um, the day before or actually yesterday we drove nine hours to get to Nashville um, tomorrow's gonna be easy we're just doing a couple hours to get to Chattanooga but uh it's uh it's it's a band I mean 
part of me, although I'm writing my own songs, it's under my name. There's not a separate band name. And I'm definitely the leader. I, I always want to be part of a band. I'm a social musician. I love interacting with other musicians. And uh, that's a big part of my music. I understand you have an academic history as well, and you studied abroad in Mexico and Zimbabwe. I'm sure that that is something that's definitely put a mark on your life. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. I was a, a college student studying international relations at Brown University in Rhode Island, and as part of that, I did some international study, uh, spent a summer in Mexico uh, doing some in-depth uh, immersion in the Spanish language, and then when I spent the semester in Zimbabwe, I was uh, living with a family there in the capital city and um, doing some coursework on uh the politics, history, and economics of Southern Africa. So I, I definitely am uh, that kind of thinker as far as always trying to look at the big picture, trying to learn more about the world around me, uh, getting different perspectives. And I think that does show up in the music to one degree or another as far as there being different rhythms, different ideas, um, sort of beyond uh, what I hope for is beyond just the, the typical kind of stuff. One of your songs, Gold, you mentioned there's a line that says, I want to stir up some trouble everywhere I go. Hey, please explain. <laughs> That's uh that song and and that line uh that song is about just uh living life to the fullest and I can't say that I always achieve that goal. But the, the theme of the song, the chorus of the song is wherever I go, wherever we go, we've got gold uh, that in whatever situation and touring is a good example of that. Uh, sometimes, you know, things aren't so comfortable. Things aren't so luxurious. But you try and find that shimmer. You try and find that light. You try and find that uh, richness of uh, experience, of interaction with new people. Um, and as far as stirring up some trouble, I mean, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit talking big there, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tame, I'm a tame girl, but, uh, it, it's, uh, I suppose it's true to some extent as far as, um, trying to, trying to push buttons, trying to, you know, get people thinking where you can, trying to exchange ideas. And, uh, you just mentioned trying to get people to think about things. And uh, I'm going to bring up a song, which uh, I thought this was kind of funny. Billboard magazine said that this song echoed Jimmy Buffett. Well, another, another magazine said that it was kind of like a country song. But it's a really good song. It's called Passive People, and there's a strong um, significance of social conscience in it. So tell us a little bit about Passive People. Sure. This song, this song, I, I, I was, I was pulling on some of the tradition that people like Bob Marley and Stevie Wonder, uh, established, uh, or carried on as far as having a song that has a social consciousness message, but sounds like a party. <laughs> you know, whether it's a reggae beat or a funk beat or, uh, just, uh, something fun and light. And that's definitely the tonality of the song as, uh, as Billboard alluded to, um, and people 
magazine alluded to. That's kind of a fun, feel-good song. It's got sort of a rumba Latin beat, and uh, that's juxtaposed with some lyrics that are um, have some edge to them. Just as far as uh, I mean, it's it's for, I wrote it actually during the last election uh, season, and now it's you know even more relevant today. I think as far as um, you know, as a country where the country was founded on the ideal of uh, an informed citizenry of people taking the time to be experts on issues that uh, really are relevant to their own lives, of looking beyond sound bites and uh, little uh, shortcuts of information to instead, you know, getting to learn the facts. And, um, you know, we all, you know, we're watching debates now and talking about people's hairstyles or their facial expressions and uh paying attention to those cues more so maybe than the substance. Um, so it's a challenge, but it's also a song of empathy about that challenge that it's hard, you know, when we're all so busy, we're in this high tech, high paced life. Um, and uh, it's it's a challenge to take that responsibility of, of being a citizen, of being informed. So that's what the song's about. And uh, speaking of social conscience, um there is an organization called World Hunger Year, which you are very much involved in, and uh, I'd like it if you could tell us a little bit about World Hunger Year, acronym Y. Sure. I mean, we've been emphasizing lately the why, just because although we maintain an international perspective, our, our focus in recent years has been much more on hunger and poverty here in the United States. And what why does is find the most innovative, the most effective solutions to hunger and poverty that are already taking place, being implemented on the ground across the country, especially on the grassroots level in communities in all 50 states. So we work with grassroots organizations with community-based organizations who are doing everything from supporting small family farmers, uh, sustainable agriculture, community gardens, bringing fresh produce to inner city neighborhoods, after school programs uh, with, with high-risk kids, um, teaching art, uh, job training programs, life skills training for people to learn how to balance their checkbook or um, be more informed to, to stay on guard against uh, financial exploitation, um, uh, low-income housing, health care, just the whole spectrum of different innovations and creative solutions that are helping people beyond the short term, but in getting to uh, help build self-reliance in individuals and families and in communities. So we work on economic justice. We work on self-reliance. Um, we help to um, support these solutions that are already proving to be effective and grow them. And um, some of you listeners might not be aware that uh, Jen Chafin is the daughter of the late, great Harry Chafin. And um, one of the songs has the remnants of an electronic drum beat that was left over from Harry Chapin's home studio. I thought that was real interesting, so uh, fill us in. Sure. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned my dad right after asking about why, because why was actually founded by my dad in 1975, and that's, in a way, been his most immediate legacy to me. Though I am a musician, I think of his inspiration as far as being a social activist and a humanitarian much more in my life than I think about his music, um, although his music um, is, of course, a, a source of inspiration to me. And uh, as you uh, mentioned, some of his instruments and tools I've sort of inherited. So. Uh, 
uh, Passive People, the song we were talking about before, it's built on this rumba beat that's uh, electronically generated from this funky old artifact of a drum machine. Um, also on Linger, we used uh, a few of his guitars um, that I've, I've had laying around. And, and so uh, it's, it's kind of a nice little piece of continuity. And um, one of the other songs is called Little Hours, and I'm imagining that that's how the title of the album Linger comes from. So tell us a little bit about the title track. Sure. Um, it's a song that, that uh, it's, it talks about just taking it easy, about um, maintaining your own sense of peace and calm in a hectic world. So it's, it's kind of a theme to the record. Um, there's a, a last verse where I talk about... Um, my sense of progress has me going in circles um, and saying in a way, well, maybe that's okay. You know, that, that we're, we're always put such emphasis on moving forward on progress on uh, faster, faster, faster. And sometimes we need to, to step back a little bit and put the focus on where we are and how that can be enriched. So where can someone find out about world hunger year and also where can they find out more about you and your music? Thanks for asking. Um, Why has a great website. It's got over 500 pages of content um, about these grassroots programs I'm talking about, about a lot of the efforts we do, and also just general information about hunger and poverty, about agricultural, about uh, food security, and uh, all these other accompanying issues. Um, and uh, their website is worldhungeryear.org. That's worldhungeryear.org. My own website is jenchapin.com. That's J-E-N-C-H-A-P-I-N. Um, and there's I've got lots of information on there about me. Um, my songs are all streamable online, songs from Linger, songs from the album I mentioned, Oprah Wide, some other songs. Um, there's links to uh, Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com where people can pick up the album Linger, but it's also in your neighborhood record store, and if you don't see it on the shelves, you can ask, and they can uh, dig it out for you or put it in order for you, because it's, it's widely distributed. And I understand that one of the ways you can help with why is just by picking up an album. The proceeds from, some of the proceeds from the album go to help why. Yeah, it's kind of an amazing gesture by my record company, and I've never heard of any record company doing anything like this, but uh, they came up with the idea of having 2% of the royalties um, right off the top go to support Wise Work. So um, that's a great, uh, great thing, and and, uh, we're hoping to really build some momentum with the album and and build our audience so that uh, we're able to make that into a nice little income stream for Y. So, yeah, it's a great gesture by Hybrid. We are doing this interview literally (laughs) on the streets of Atlanta, but this is going to go out all over the world. So I'm going to ask Jen, what do you want to say to the world? What do you want? What do I want to say to the world? Um, That's a really big question. Uh, Be yourself, world. Be yourself. Don't get pressured. Do your own thing. Jen, thank you so much. Thank you. Pleasure. Cool. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. 
And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, The Entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.